Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fondest Vibes Only. Today's episode is going to be something a little bit different. Um, I'm going to be relating my own personal experience through some notes and specific quotes that I took out of an episode from another podcast, um, which is probably my favorite podcast and probably one of my favorite people ever. Um, It is out of the Matthias J. Barker podcast. Um, I'm a huge follower of his. I've been a big follower of his for a while now. I think maybe like a couple years now. Um, And the way he explains so many complicated topics is in a way that I can understand it and relate it to my past. And he's helped me understand and cope with certain things on a deeper level. Um, Matthias is a psychotherapist from Spokane, Washington. Um, He actually recently moved, I believe, to Tennessee. Um, And one of his specialties is in treating childhood trauma. So his podcasts, YouTube videos, TikToks, workshops, they've all been amazing and have been so helpful to me in my journey. Um, And I thought through doing this episode, it'd be a good way for me to be able to relate um, on a topic that I've been wanting to talk about. Um, But also, if you guys have never heard of him, you can also get a little glimpse into um, some of the things that he says and a little bit, get to know a little bit about him and maybe look into him as well. And um, hopefully he'll also be able to be a podcaster, just a person that you guys can uh, listen to um, as well. Uh, Because he's been a huge help to me. Um, So the episode that I'm going to be relating to is his on forgiving your parents. And basically I'm going to just kind of dive in, talk about certain things that he says, pause, and explain um, my perspective and my experience with it. And um, yeah, so... The first thing that I took note of is him saying that we formulate our identity based off of what our parents thought about us. The things we saw or heard reflected back are the building blocks we formulated our own view of ourselves. And I remember the first time, so I've listened to this podcast episode multiple times, um, but when I first ever heard it, I this quote, or what he said just kind of jumped out at me. And I really believe that that's true, what he said. Whenever I look back, and I feel like because I've had a whole year to kind of look back and understand and deal with it, I can understand a lot clearer what he meant now compared to probably even months ago. I have a very bad habit of being really negative to myself and always feeling like I'm never doing enough. My achievements are not good enough and that I'm not worth it. And I I struggle with self-love and nurturing myself and everything. And when I kind of broke down deeper why I do certain things and why I say certain things to myself, It was the building blocks of how I formulated my own view. My my parents would always 
kind of underscore things that I did when it came to chess. If I had a bad tournament, then there would be many, many negative things that were said to me in in the daily life that I had um, because I was homeschooled for so long and my teacher was my mom. There was a lot of name-calling if I wasn't understanding something, if I was, I guess, being bad in her eyes that day and I wasn't doing enough, if I wasn't as good as some other girls in my age group in a chess tournament or if I lost to them. I was always brought up to believe that I was just never good enough. And that really kind of warped my view of myself because that's what I grew up telling myself. No matter what accomplishment I did, I always thought, okay, back to work. That wasn't great enough. Or, oh, but look at this person. Like There was a lot of comparing and very unhealthy. Um, and, you know, today I'm breaking down those blocks and rebuilding them with a more nurturing foundation and trying to learn how to be positive to myself and love myself but um it's it's pretty hard um i think it's gonna take more than a year for sure it's gonna be something that i work on for a really long time um and then the next thing he said was talking about the roles of a parent so he said a parent has four responsibilities the first one is to create a sense of safety and to nurture and based off of everything I said in the past, by now it was pretty clear that there wasn't much nurturing and there wasn't much safety when I did come to that. When I would wake up as a kid, you know, the chances that I went through a physical or verbal abuse that day were very high and they happened very frequently. And nurturing, if I didn't perform, was usually not there. Um, I feel like when a child either fails or doesn't perform to whatever expectation a parent could have, it should not matter. You should still nurture your child at the end of the day, no matter whatever they're going through, whatever they've done, and help them learn from it instead of beating them down. And I felt like both my parents didn't do that. Um, nowhere near enough and nowhere near as often as they should have. Um, and barely ever did they even nurture me when something bad did happen or I didn't perform. The second responsibility is to equip, to give the kid the tools to interact with the world or what they want to get out of the world, and if they fail, to adjust course and not feel they are defeated by it, and not that there is something insufficient with them or irreparable. Um, I really like this. I really related to this the most because just like I said previously, whenever I did fail, there was never adjusting course and there was never not making me feel like I was defeated by it or there's something irreparable with me. Like that's all I did here. Are you not good enough? Why can't you just do this? Why can't you do this to just make me happy? How come they, this kid can do this and this and they have all this and you're just doing this and you can't perform? with the minimum that you're doing and um and obviously there's the physical side too where if you know the negative talk that they gave to me wasn't enough there was physical on top of that so um 
I feel like I never really learned from my mistakes and in terms of how to improve myself and how to learn from them. It was just more each time I failed, I felt like I was more and more insufficient than I already was. And I don't really think they gave me proper tools to interact with the world fully. I think a lot of it I learned myself. But when it came to interacting with the real world and just how the real world is, um, I feel like I was sheltered a lot. And I talked about it in my one-year episode, too, the amount of things I've had to learn this past year to be sufficient by myself has been a lot. And I really had wished that I had been taught certain things when I was growing up. Um, and, yeah, I um, really related to, to number two. Number three was to assess what is wrong and move forward through meeting their needs. Um, again, when it came to meeting my needs, emotionally, they were never met. Any time I came forward with anything to do with my emotions, if there was strong or an opposing view of what my parents believed in or thought of me, it would always be invalidated. If I came forward and something my mom was doing or saying was bothering me or I felt like, hey, that's not right or something was bugging me, like, again, it was always just invalidated. She would shut me down and, like, turn into like a victim or oh so you're blaming me now or oh it's my fault and it, it was always like a whole thing so emotional needs weren't really met um and again assessing what was wrong moving forward again was not really done in a nurturing way the assessment was always that i was just something was just wrong with me or i was just not doing enough um, and the fourth role is to encourage i would be encouraged before events um, and I'd be encouraged to get certain goals. But again, if I didn't perform at a certain event or I didn't have a good day of homeschool or whatever it was, there was not encouragement following that. And I feel, like I said for number one, encouraging a kid after they've failed or not performed as well as they were hoping or as you were hoping they would as a parent, that's the more important time to encourage them than even before because that's when they need you the most. And I felt like I could never have my parents, I could never turn to them um, during those times. And one kind of example that stands out to me was one time I was like a teenager too. I was at a chess tournament. I think I was like completely winning or something. And I either threw the game or I drew the game. Um, and I was like the last game. So everyone was watching. My coach at that time was watching. And my dad was there and after the game was over i i wasn't i was sad but i wasn't heartbroken over it but i looked at my dad after the game was over and he kind of just laughed and walked away and i just instantly started crying and some people looked at my dad um, but he walked away and everyone else left and my coach at that time had to come over sit with me, tell me it was okay, talk to me, sit with me, and then tell me to go eat and just kind of recover for the last game. And I remember that day until today. I don't remember exactly how old I was. Um, I just know I was a teenager, like my early teens. And I remember that day so clearly until today because that's not really something I got from my parents. And when a stranger, I, I say stranger, I knew him, but you, you know what I mean. When someone else has to come because your parent just laughed and walked away like it's not 
you remember that our when I had my therapist she she always said our brains are programmed to always cling on to our negative experiences and that's why for me I have so many of those negative experiences kind of just in my head because that's a lot of what was instilled in me those kinds of memories so those are the four responsibilities he said um, for the role of a parent and then he says if you didn't experience much nurture as a child it's hard to know what your own needs are and meet them and it also becomes difficult to recognize a healthy or unhealthy environment again spot on it took me you know 18 or about 17 ish years before i really okay i'm counting 17 as like from when i was born till i was 17 years old but you know i had to be around 17 years old until i really realized how bad of a situation it was how unhealthy my environment was and how my needs weren't met um to the extent that i did i had always kind of known but i never really tapped into it i would always have those second thoughts like oh maybe that's just how every kid's parents are or oh maybe my parents just mean the best for me they don't know how to express it which obviously that was also a part um they didn't really ever know how to express things properly but once I realized that my needs were not being met and it was an unhealthy environment, um, it was so many years of damage kind of already done. And because it was all I had known and because I was so sheltered and never really knew how other kids' childhoods were, except for, you know, some of the friends that I would occasionally hang out with, I didn't really know I didn't really know what it was like. I didn't know, hey, this is unhealthy, like your parents shouldn't treat you like this, or your needs should be met, like you shouldn't feel invalidated. Like I, I just didn't know. I had a feeling, but I was thought, eh, I'll just push it on the carpet. I'm sure there's some explanation for it. Um, so the next bullet point I noted was that parents tend to fundamentally fail at one of the four roles, he said. Sometimes they think the child is fine, but everything is happening internally. They assume the child is doing okay, but the needs are not being met, and there's not enough nurturing. And so the child is internally struggling. Sometimes they fail because they're so focused on one goal. The child must get into a good college, become an amazing baseball player, etc. And it distracts them from the internal needs the child has. Sometimes the parent did not get nurtured enough from their own parents, so they did not know how to nurture their own kid. This was another bullet point that really hit home. Um, he said parents tend to fundamentally fail at one of the four roles. I think my parents failed at most of those roles. Um, and everything was happening internally. Whenever I was feeling depressed or I was having a bad day, I wasn't, I never really told my mom, hey, I'm having a really rough day because of this and this, or hey, you treated me this way or said something like this. It bothered me and this is how I feel. Like that, none of those talks ever, ever happened. There was never any, like I don't really ever remember any talks that were about emotions related to how I was being treated or needs, um, much less any that ever ended in a civil manner. Like it would always go wrong in some way. Um, and... For most of my life, that is, my parents were focused on one goal, mainly my mom because my dad would work. So especially during the times I was homeschooled, it was my mom. She wanted me to get into a good college. She wanted me to get national master in chess. 
She wanted me to get scholarships. She wanted me to be a well-rounded student. Um, that was like her goal to get me into a good college and get that chess school. Like those are the two biggest things that stand out to me when I think back upon it. Um, and so it didn't really matter what happened to me internally and what my emotional state was or what she did. But as long as I got national master, it didn't matter what lens she had to go to, to, to make me get there. Um, it didn't matter how much, I don't know whether she thought it was tough love or what it was far from it, but that was like her goal. And through that, she never knew when I was internally struggling and never really cared to meet my needs because that was not her priority. Those were her two priorities for the most part, and that's it. Um, and the last thing he said where they didn't get nurtured from their own parents is also true. They had really rough lives, and they did a lot to get out of their country, move to the U.S., um, if you guys don't know, I'm Malaysian, so my parents are from Malaysia. So they had to work really hard to get to where they were. Um, their family struggled and everything. So they never really had much nurturing themselves. And therefore, I feel like that was also another reason why they didn't know how to nurture me either. Because the goals my mom had for me were probably the goals she had for herself where she needed to make sure she got to a good college, get a good degree, and get some opportunity to get out of the country so she wasn't stuck there. And I don't think she ever had time to meet her emotional needs or deal with her trauma that she had when she was growing up. And same with my dad. So therefore, I felt that for me, I didn't get that either. Um, so the next thing he says is real pain does exist in matters and parental wounds can be some of the greatest in our entire life. Forgiveness is not letting people back in and trusting people again and choosing to ignore the pain. Parental debt is complex. Often, damage by parents cascades into lots of different personal choices in how you are trying to interact with the world that creates suffering because you are not equipped right. The damage compounds, and the damage done by the lack of proper parenting then creates damage for years to come. It's not obvious that a parent can pay any of that back, even if you demand it from them. So, this took me, again, probably this past year to really understand that the most, um, that's true. Real pain does exist. I always thought that it didn't for me when it came to my parents that oh yeah maybe I should just move forward from it because my dad would say okay let's just forget the past and move forward and I had to realize that no you don't just forget the past and move forward and parental wounds can be some of the greatest in our entire life like it doesn't get easier you just get better at dealing with it and um when he talked about the the personal choices and how you're interacting with the world because you weren't corporate and suffering. I felt that way too. Um, I feel like a lot of choices I made when I was growing up were to make my parents happy, whether it was choosing to do one thing over another, whether it was 
choosing to do a certain career or field over another, whether it was how I interacted with my friends would be different. So many things were different just because I wanted to do whatever made them happy and I knew what they were expecting of me and what they would do. So I tried to do that to make them happy. And I also felt like I wasn't really able to grow as a person when I interacted the, with the world in that sense because I was constantly thinking about what would make them the most happy and that always influenced how I went about my life. And they also were very controlling over my life. I didn't also have much freedom um, and I didn't have very many experiences to go through by myself that wasn't controlled or they weren't there for. So it was really hard for me to also grow as a person. Um, and it's not obvious that a parent can pay any of that back even if you demand it from them, which is true. And then he said, often when they try it, it gets weird real quick. Adults might get hypercritical, take over choices, control you, guilt trip you because they are trying to step into a role that is inappropriate for them. That is exactly true. I remember when I first came forward with my story, there was a lot of them trying to take over choices. There was a lot of, okay, let's move forward. Let's forget about the past. Let's get like some family counselor or group counselor or whatever. Let's spend more time together. Can we have a day where we spend? Like there was a lot of that stuff. And when there was times where I would throw it back in their face, like, no, I don't want to do that because you did blank, blank, blank. And I want to be, I want space from you. There was a lot of guilt tripping. And I don't even need to start with the amount of guilt tripping that's happened throughout life. But especially this year where I've broken away from them. You guys already know a lot of it through um, previous episodes. And I never understood why they would do that. But when I listened to Matthias, it made sense. The role is inappropriate for them. He continues to say, sometimes it is motivated out of guilt to pay back a debt because they feel they owe to their kid because they parented insufficiently. But it becomes a mess because they are not best suited to heal damage done. You are. It is not fair and you don't deserve it. It is not your fault. But you're the best suited to go about your own healing. If a parent tries to do that retroactively, it can turn into a weird control and codependency and criticism. And that's exactly how the beginning months of me trying to break away from parents was. <laughs> um, I always wanted them to make it up to me i wanted them to say particular things i wanted them to be like i'm sorry for everything i've done i wanted them to take responsibility for what they did acknowledge that it was real that it was extreme and that it was not something that i was going to heal over within a week within a month within a year and i wanted them to take proper steps to change i wanted to see that change and I wanted them to respect my boundaries of actually leaving me alone. When I first moved out, I told them multiple times, I want six months of peace, no contact, just let me be. Um, and until today, there's never been six months of peace from them. And it made me mad every time, and I would get into texting battles with them. 
um, and trying to explain my point of view while they argued their same closed-minded victim playing side point of view. And I never got anywhere with it. And each time, it would just be me that ended up more and more frustrated because they weren't getting my point. And I was like, when are they going to change? And I kept holding on to that. Um, and that's why it took so long for me to kind of break this relationship because I kept holding on to that little hope that they would actually change. After everything, I thought they would understand it. But that never really happened. And said guilt tripping happened. Them playing the victims happened. And a lot of begging happened. And um, I eventually learned that I just had to let go of this debt that they owed me. Because, like you said, they were not suited to help heal me. They can't heal the damage that they did. And when I first started to learn how to accept that, I was very angry. Because I was like, it's not fair. You guys did all this. And now you're just saying stuff like that, making me, trying to make me feel bad. Like, why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you making a change, saying these things? But I can't expect that from them. And when I do... I'm holding on to that, and at the end of the day, I'm the only one that's really suffering from that because it's not doing me any good waiting for something that's not going to happen. And when I started to take healing into my own hands and not rely on them to do anything in regards to my healing journey, I felt this sense of freedom where I just let it go and... I accepted it. And acceptance was the hardest part. He goes on to say, when you hold on to this resentment and this debt with the internal emotional demand that they make it better, that they make you feel better, you're setting up a game that's meant for them to fail and you're inviting weird codependency and criticism. And that's exactly what ended up happening. They were depending on me because my dad always wanted me to step back in because my mom couldn't handle me being gone. I wanted them to take some responsibility, be like adults and change, but they never did that. So it was just butting heads of two things that were not going to ever happen. So it was a game that they were meant to fail, and it took me a while to realize that it was not worth playing that game anymore. And I just, it was best that I don't rely on them to heal. And I think I finally accepted that late fall of last year. And when I when I look back, I don't have a definite point where that kind of clicked. But um, just comparing me today compared to me a year ago or even six months ago, like it's crazy how much more freeing I feel when I when I think about it. Because I'm not expecting anything from them anymore. I'm just continuing this journey by myself. So he says um, 
that does not equate to then welcoming them in with trust. There's boundaries that needs to be put in place there. And I tried the boundaries. I tried for like months and months. I already said the basic boundary was just simply leaving me alone for a certain period of time, which never happened. And after months of trying, I realized, okay, it's not going to happen. So I need to step away and let go. And I don't owe them anything. I feel like a big guilt trip that was always put on me growing up was, oh, I brought you into this world, or oh, I provide food for you, a house for you, I try to give you everything, and you can't even do blank and blank. But I I never asked to be born. (laughs) And as a parent, you're supposed to try to provide me with shelter and food and try to nurture me and give me the best. And outside of all that, you, you should never expect a child to owe you anything ever because they don't. They did not ask to be put in this world. So realizing that I didn't owe my parents anything was a big step as well. Because the minute I realized that they cannot use that against me, they cannot make me feel guilty about that, that also gave me the ability to let go. And. So then he says, the last note I took was, forgiveness is deciding that, okay, I'm going to take my healing upon myself. I don't need you to heal me. And that can lead to freedom because you are best suited for it. And just like that, fast forwarding to today, here I am um, a little over a year since I've been on my own, continuing with my healing journey and not relying on my parents for anything anymore so this episode really was a big game changer for me um and discovering his podcast as well was a huge thing for me Uh, if you guys have never heard of him or listened to his podcast before i like 150 percent recommend it um he's helped me so so much so um But yeah, so I I just basically wanted to relate my personal experiences to what he said because I could relate to a ton of it. And I've been wanting to make an episode like this to just kind of go into details when it came to a parental topic. And I thought now was a good time because it's been a full year. And I, I know if I recorded this, you know, six months later, I'd be even more equipped to film something like this because I would have made even more progress on my journey. But I feel like in a year, I've come pretty far in terms of this. And I understand so much more of what he says today compared to when I first listened to it and light poles were kind of going off. Um, and I, I also kind of wanted to make this episode after the one year because I thought it's This whole topic was a whole milestone in itself that I didn't really go into in the one-year episode or any, really. Um, So this is kind of closure for me, in a way. And I can, like, look back and feel proud every time that 
to to understand, you know, Matthias's podcast on forgiving your parents is is a big deal for me. Um, and I'm just proud of myself that I'm able to understand, relate to it, and also that throughout the past year, I've learned to let go. And I've learned to do it without feeling bad, without feeling guilty, without falling back into a toxic environment, and that I've made progress from it. So I I hope you guys liked this episode. Um, I know it's kind of different than me just freehandedly talking about whatever topic that I want to talk about for that week. Um, and I hope it just wasn't me like rephrasing what he said and I was actually um, talking about my viewpoint because sometimes again after I finish these episodes I look back and I'm like did I make sense <laughs> um, but I hope you guys liked it thank you so much for listening and for all the support again it means the world to me um, I hope you guys are doing well but if you're not okay here's my reminder that it's okay to not be okay be kind to yourself get some food in you get some water in you take care of yourself And I will see you guys on the next episode. Take care, everyone.